Welcome to the Lifting Lindsay podcast. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the psychological aspect of fitness, something that I think really, really holds people back. And, you know, if you have followed me for a while on Instagram or listened to enough of my podcasts, you've heard me say this time and time again, that anybody can be handed a plan a plan that is good enough to get them to hit their goals, but the following through with the plan often seems what is the most difficult for people. And yes, there's like a skill set as far as like, okay, recipes and cooking and all of that. But there's another aspect of the mind game of all of this. And I find it so fascinating because the results conquering the mind game of fitness will actually bleed into all other aspects of life and help you hit any other goals or elevate uh, the joys that you experience in other aspects of your life. So truth is truth and it transcends the topic that we're discussing and it can be applied to everything. In fact, I've had in the past coaches reach out to me asking, well, where did you learn X, Y, and Z, this, these psychological aspects of fitness? What book can I read? I'm like, well, it's not, it, there wasn't a book that was specifically written about food and, and this aspect. It's, but just truth is truth. Just read psychology books. <laughs> just work on your mental, emotional health and you will see how all of these truths transcend into everything. So many times I've used finance as a really good uh, illustration of the things that set you up for success in finance are the exact same things that are going to set you up for success in fitness. Because all of these things really just help us become a better steward of what we've been given. But these are just truths. And anything that's going to help in one discipline of your life will help you in another. So I'm going to be talking about one thing that I oftentimes see in, in clients, or I'll have people message me on social media, and I see this, this sense of urgency and obsession with the outcome. and. What does that do to people? Well, hitting health and fitness goals is already an uphill climb. It's already a hike. It's already hard enough. But when people have a heightened sense of urgency and an obsession with the outcome, it's like hiking the mountain with a 150-pound backpack on your back. That's how I look at it. Because the psychological effects of it are that it is not going to help. It is going to make it harder. And people don't get that. They think, no, 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 no. I have to have this sense of urgency. I have to have this obsession. If I let go of it, then I won't, I won't have the drive and I won't succeed. And it is fascinating to me because 
the very thing you won't let go of is the very thing that is actually preventing you from climbing the mountain because it's adding such a grand weight to your back. And I see this with clients all the time. One seems to be cruising along. It seems relatively, well, I don't want to use the word easy because it's difficult. They're still on a hike. But because mentally they've let go of things, the hike isn't so difficult. Where other people have this backpack and everything, before they've even started the hike, they put the backpack on. And they're like, oh, this is just so hard. How do you do it? And they start telling themselves stories. And then about how hard it is, about how difficult it is, and then their mind immediately starts looking for evidences of. I don't know if I can do this. This is just too hard. How does anybody do this? How does anybody accomplish it? Oh, other people can do it. I can't. And then, okay, the mind has this new idea and nobody likes being wrong. So the mind is now going to find every possible way of proving it's right. And I'll take some clients through the journey and every step is the heaviest, hardest step in the world because it's a mental game. Because they have this huge sense of urgency and obsession with the outcome that they've put this on their back. And now every step is that much harder. And it's like me as a coach, I'm standing next to him saying, take it off. Take that darn backpack off. Are you kidding me? No, I can't. This makes me keep moving forward. No, it doesn't. That obsession with the outcome is actually making it harder for you. Take it off. Cut it off. So today I want to talk about something called the law of detachment. This is us taking that backpack off. So this is found in one of my favorite books, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. And this isn't a religious book, so if religion isn't your thing, you can still read it and get a ton out of this. I loved this book. But one of the chapters was called The Law of Detachment. Now, before we get into this, I, I do want to use one illustration. Now, I don't know if this is, <laughs> this is just me, but I feel like as soon as as I impose within myself a sense of urgency, let's just say I feel like I'm late for something. And for some reason, I have to be on time. Or I don't know. I, I like to be on time. I like to be considerate. And so when I find that I'm not going to be on time, I'm going to be inconsiderate because that's a I guess that's a, a virtue that I have is I, I like to be considerate. So I try to then match my life with this. And when something throws it off, where now I'm not going to be living up to this, this virtue that I have, then it gets really frustrating for me. And a sense of urgency seeps in. And then all of a sudden, everybody around me feels this sense of urgency, mostly because I'm running around the house screaming, hurry, 
hooray, right? <laughs> so they can't help but feel it. But isn't it funny how as soon as I feel this massive sense of urgency, we're late, I'm running around frantically, all of the sudden what happens? Do I go any faster? No, actually, I start forgetting things. And now all of a sudden I can't find things. And now all of a sudden it's like, and then all of a sudden I get in my car and I'm driving and I hit every single red light and I I make a wrong turn because I'm so frantic and I'm, I have this massive sense of urgency propelling my, me forward. But now all of a sudden, what am I unable to do? Think clearly. And the truth is, I actually don't think I hit any more red lights. But all of a sudden, where is my focus? My focus is on, I'm late. The world is working against me. This is too hard. I can't make it. And now every single quote unquote red light is coming up. But really, it's just my brain trying to find evidence of this belief of I can't get there on time. And the world is against me. Even the red lights are all turning red. They miraculously know Lindsay's coming and she's late. And one of her biggest pet peeves is arriving late. And so it's interesting how this sense of urgency and frustration that builds within me and cortisol levels that skyrocket within me, they actually don't help. They hinder. And now I arrive and I'm frustrated and my whole family's frustrated. And the worst thing is when this is, <laughs> when this happens before church, right? <laughs> so it's like, come on, kids. Let's go and learn about Jesus. And then we arrive, and I'm so frustrated that even if I wanted to fill the Spirit of God, I can't. And it ends up just working against me, and my kids can't feel it. And then my main goal of going and worshiping and finding peace and, and sanctuary is just gone out the window. And I did it to myself. This obsession with getting there on time, all of this, it totally just worked against me. And it worked against my family and what I want to create for them, right? This is something that I've had to really work on to let go of is the acceptance of, okay, I kind of put myself in this position. The answer isn't now being all frantic and urgent and obsessive, the answer is actually pausing and look, accepting where I'm at right now and then looking back and learning from how did I get there and how can I prevent it next time. But now let's dive in to this law of detachment that's found in this book. So there's a whole chapter on it. I would really encourage you guys to listen to this book. I listen to things as I do my walks or my drives, but this was a good one. It's a quick it's a quick read too. So the law of detachment states that in order to acquire anything, you actually have to relinquish your attachment to it. Huh, isn't that an interesting idea? No, 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 but this backpack, remember that? No, 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 but this backpack propels me forward. Well, it doesn't mean you give up your desire 
or the intention or the goal, but you give up the attachment to the result. This is actually really powerful. You still have the desire to climb the mountain, but you give up the attachment. You give up this weight that you're carrying, that you have to look a certain way, that you have to attain this in a certain amount of time. All of those feelings and those things that build that sense of urgency, you you have to relinquish all of that. So I swear my clients who do this are the ones that more easily attain their goals. Their sense of urgency and obsession comes down and with it, the stress of hitting the goal. And now they're actually able to hit the goal a lot easier because they let go of that backpack. I'm not saying they hit it easy. It was easy for them. It was easier. So a fit look, a fit looking body is a symbol of a lot of time spent in the gym. In fact, a lot of times coaches will come to me or trainers will come to me or just people in general come to me and say, I spend a lot of time in the gym, but I don't look like it. I want to look like it. And that's why they'll hire me. And and it is kind of a symbol of where you spend your time, this look, right? And we'll kind of figure out, well, why don't you look that way? Let's Let's kind of get down to the nitty gritty of nutrition of lifting. Are you training smart? And and we'll kind of break those things down. But today we're focusing on the mental aspect, okay? And I want you to keep something in mind. That that body, that look that you're going for is a symbol. It's a symbol. But symbols are transitory. They come and go. And I really like how the book says chasing symbols is like settling for the map instead of the territory. It's settling for a picture of Greece that you saw on Instagram that'd be cool to visit versus actually being and experiencing it and soaking it up through your experience, right? So chasing symbols, it creates anxiety. And it ends up making you feel hollow and empty inside because you exchange, this is a quote from the book, you exchange yourself for the symbol of yourself. Oh, that's actually really powerful. Chasing symbols is like settling for the map instead of the territory. It creates anxiety and that anxiety creates an empty feeling inside. And now you've exchanged true joy, peace, happiness from the experience. You've exchanged it for this obsession with the symbol. So you've actually exchanged yourself and what you really want for this symbol of yourself. Wow. With detachment, there really is freedom to create the symbol of fitness. And 
and the symbol is created spontaneously and almost feels a bit more effortlessly. So only from detaching from the outcome can one truly love the day-to-day. And the day-to-day is actually what gets you up the mountain, not the obsession with being at the top of the mountain. That doesn't help anybody. I mean, think about it. Somebody really um, wants to climb, I don't know, Mount Everest, and they just obsess and obsess and obsess. Does that get them closer? Or is it the day-to-day actions that gets them closer? And some people, it really is either or. They obsess, 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 but they don't do, 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 right? So those that do are going to get to the top of the mountain. I, I just really love that. Detaching from the outcome, you can truly fall in love with the process. And it doesn't hinge. It doesn't hinge on the outcome coming today. Or a lot of people, they, want it, they wanted it yesterday. Or it doesn't hinge on, it's not coming fast enough. When we are overly detached, we are actually prisoners to the end result. Now, the problem with fitness, too, is that the end result, the target, often becomes moving. And this is something we'll talk about in another episode. But that, you lose five pounds, and then all of a sudden, oh, 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 well, that wasn't good enough. It brought a small sense of joy just for the moment, and then it kind of goes down and goes back to your happiness set point. And so you think, oh, I need more. Oh, no, I need a six-pack now. Then I'll be happy. And you achieve the six-pack. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Uh, That was momentary too. Momentary happiness too. So no, maybe now I need to build amazing glutes. Uh, No, no, no. Now I need to build amazing shoulders. And you get obsessed with these outcomes. And then you're constantly looking for this moving target of happiness. So am I saying that those who have a constant desire to move forward are not happy? That's not what I'm saying at all. No, I'm, I'm saying some people drive forward from a place of scarcity. Scarcity is this idea of there, I'll never be enough. I'll never have enough. It's kind of this obsession and clinging and fear of there isn't enough. And when people obsess about that and are driven by that, then they attach their worth to these symbols, to these outcomes. But not everybody is like that. I think that that's really important to understand. Others are happy with the day-to-day. They are happy with the journey. They are not settling for the map. They are excited about the territory. They are happy and healthy because they are actually detached from the outcome. So I had somebody ask, because I was doing, I'm doing currently a 12-week body recomp. So body recomp is dropping body fat and putting on muscle at the same time. And for newbies, for overweight, um, that is something that's relatively 
easy and can be done. For somebody who's really well-trained, that's really hard. And, and the idea is that things have to really line up well. You have to get your ducks in a row to be able to do this as a trained individual. And so I was thinking to myself, you know, I've spent a ton of time studying the optimization of nutrition, of program design and training, right? Of uh, execution of form. And so with all of my knowledge that I have, can I, as a trained athlete, get my ducks lined in a row and be able to achieve this, right? And that was my last podcast, kind of showing that, well, yeah, I was able to. Now, go and listen to that podcast because I my weight stayed the exact same. I noticed a little change in my body. And for some people, this little would be too slow for them to continue moving forward. But anyways, my point being, I decided to do this. And when I announced it and I did a I did a podcast on my approach and how I was going to line up, you know, my ducks in a row, I had somebody write me and it was kind of funny because I could I could just sense their urgency. And they said, Well, well, you're trained, you're doing this. What if nothing happens? What if you just waste 12 weeks? And I was kind of taken back by the question because I thought to myself, well, you're right. Nothing may change. I may find out, oh, as a trained individual, me personally, I am not going to experience body recomp at maintenance doing all of these things. But that doesn't mean that I walk away empty. That doesn't mean that I've wasted 12 weeks. I haven't wasted anything. I found out something. So I'm not wasting time because I'm not attached to some outcome like that. I'm in love with the day-to-day. I love lifting weights. I love what it does for me mentally and emotionally just on a day-to-day. I love my daily walks. I think it's more of a spiritual thing than necessarily a, I've got to get my 10,000 steps in a day kind of thing. So for me, I love the process of acquiring new knowledge, testing things out for myself and strengthening my body. That's the only outcome that I'm set on. The symbol, which is my body, or the symbol of putting on more muscle or dropping body fat, that's not what I'm obsessed about. And you know that symbol can come and go. I've talked about this a lot where I believe that People need to detach from this and that they need to allow their body to fluctuate. Uh, Next year, we're going to use our last two frozen embryos. There's a a huge possibility that I may not get pregnant because I've had four failed in vitros. And then there's also a large possibility that, um, that it will work out. And in that case, I, my fit body is out the window for nine months. Well, I grow a freaking human being. So I'm okay detaching from a certain look because I'm growing a new human who's going to be my people. And I'm okay with that. But I have people write in to me saying, I've worked so hard to get this look. And now I just found out I'm pregnant. And 
and I'm, I'm so worried, and I'm not diminishing those feelings. I'm not saying that it's not human nature to have those feelings. I'm saying what a great opportunity to now practice the law of detachment so that in, in this circumstance, you can find your ultimate happiness. That's very, very important. It's okay. You, you aren't just losing everything that you gained. Well, if all you gained was a look, <laughs> that's too bad. Because yeah, then you'll lose it. But did you gain knowledge? Did you gain strength? Did you, did you gain this new knowledge of I can do hard things? I can say no to myself right now to get something more excellent in a few months or a few weeks, right? And that just doesn't just go out the window because that's something internally that you gained. Those are the transformations that are hard to post online, right? It's cool to post a three-month transformation of you not having abs to now you having abs or you dropping 10 pounds and now you fit in these pants. And that's great and that's exciting and I'm not taking away from that. But I'm, I'm saying if that's all you gained, then maybe that is a failure if that's all you gained. But did you gain a strength within yourself that at any point in your life you can reach in and pull from and use towards something else in your life or even in fitness again after your pregnancy? You now know you are capable of more. You can reach into that strength and lean down again after your pregnancy. No biggie. You've detached from the symbol. Your value as a human being is not just on your abs or your look. It is interesting how women complain about being objectified, but I think most objectification comes from within too. And that that's what needs to be fought is this, I will only love myself when I look this way. Okay, so now you're attached to the symbol. And what does that do? It, it puts a, a, that weighted backpack on our back. And it feels so good to let go of that and say, no, I love myself right now. And I think it would be fun to achieve this new goal. Wow, you've just relieved yourself of that 150-pound backpack. And now you, are, you have love firing the goal and fun. And now it becomes a fun challenge and not something you need in order to feel good about yourself. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe everybody needs health. But I believe once you have achieved health and strength in your body, anything you add on top of that is just fun. It's just, it would be fun. For me right now, it would be fun to put on a little bit more muscle on my legs. But I have my needs. And so my happiness set point is kind of set. If I achieve more muscle on my legs, I'm not going to be more happy, maybe for a moment, but it will come back to my happiness at point. So how can we do this? Now, just kind of a reminder that this shows up, this attachment to the outcome shows up as a sense of urgency, frustration that things aren't happening fast enough, a feeling that I deserve and I've earned. All of those come in and those are red flags saying we are attached to the outcome. We're putting that heavy backpack on our back. Stepping on the scale and having this expectation that it has to move down 
however much you've labeled in your head, this number, it has to move down X amount. And if it doesn't, then I failed. Well, no, that's a huge red flag. You're attached to the symbol. You're settling for the map instead of the territory. So how can we avoid this? Just some things that I listed. Be more present in the day-to-day. Focus on the day-to-day actions over day-to-day outcomes. Focus on what you can control. You actually cannot control how much the scale moves down. Even if you're in a calorie deficit and things are working well, the scale may not manifest that. And that's okay. Focus on the day-to-day, on the things that you can control. Focus on the process and creation. And I use creation because you're not creating an outcome. The focus should be on creating a lifestyle that the outcome is just inevitable. So you look at people, there are a lot of people who have lost five, 10 pounds over and over and over and over and over again. They were focused on the outcome. That's why they were not focused on creating a life of fitness where the outcome just manifests and stays. Also, instead of creating a timeline for when you think you should attain this look, which is usually based off of comparing. Well, I I looked at somebody's before and after and they attained that look in three months. So therefore, I should attain my symbol at the end of that three months. No, you actually, you have a totally different body and you have a totally different mind. And maybe the things that they were choosing to do, extremes, you're not going to do those or you won't even be able to. And that's okay. But just trust that it's going to take as long as it's going to take. And I know that's really hard. And the reason why it's really hard to accept is because you're obsessed with the outcome, not on the creation. And sometimes we get triggered from a little challenge or setback. And this is, this is human nature. We are going to have, as much as we fight it, we are going to have somewhat of expectations. And we'll get triggered. And there will be times when we get frustrated when our expectations are not being met. When thoughts come in saying, well, this shouldn't be taking this long, right? We need to acknowledge these as red flags. That we are stepping back into the obsession with the symbol and the outcome. Awareness is huge. It really is the first step. When we see the red flag for what it is, we can step back and say, okay, I've, I've got to take my eyes from the symbol, from the outcome, and I've got to bring it back to the day-to-day. We need to learn to trust the space between where we are and where our day-to-day actions are going to take us. This is a process. I'm not saying that this is easy. I'm saying that this is the hard, the real hard work, right? To create the life that we want. And maybe this week, all you focus on is, I'm going to focus on becoming better, identifying these red flags. And remember, the obsession doesn't help. It hinders That sense of urgency, the cortisol levels rising, usually doesn't help. 
doesn't help me get faster to church faster or to wherever I'm going faster. It usually creates an environment within me of anxiety that actually makes the process harder. So this week, if we can just identify, hey, I know what I'm doing. I know where my brain is taking me. And I'm going to choose to challenge those thoughts and say, how can I make this more productive? Because this sense, making decisions from a place of fear, frustration, anxiety, seldom give us the life that we want. So let's pull back. We've identified this. Now let's pull back and say, what can I focus on on the day-to-day that is going to bring that outcome that I want? What can I do to learn from my past and the decisions that I made in the past to change my day-to-day right now that will give me that outcome that I want in the next few months, the next few years? And that's where our focus really needs to reside as we learn to detach from these symbols and in so doing find true joy and happiness in the journey of becoming. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Lifting Lindsay podcast. I really hope that you've been able to learn something new about yourself and that you'll walk away not just thinking, oh, that was a nice thought, but walk away challenging your own thought process so that you are able to rise to the highest version of yourself. If you have any questions, shoot me a DM on Instagram. You can follow me at Lifting Lindsay. Or if you have any questions about my optimized training or my coaching wait list, you can go to liftinglindsay.com. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Lifting Lindsay podcast. I really hope that you've been able to learn something new about yourself and that you'll walk away not just thinking, oh, that was a nice thought, but walk away challenging your own thought process so that you are able to rise to the highest version of yourself. If you have any questions, shoot me a DM on Instagram. You can follow me at Lifting Lindsay. Or if you have any questions about my optimized training or my coaching wait list, you can go to liftinglindsay.com.